Life is full of surprises. Some good, some not so much. Hola, it's Honey. Hola, it's Carolina. Y sabes que estar preparado para cualquier cosa es importante. Whether that's in our roles as mothers, wives, businesswomen, or podcasters. On our show Life in Spanglish, you know that being open to unexpected turns has been an important part of our success. Pero we can use some help. Oh yes, la buena ayuda is welcome. Y si pasa algo, tranquilitos. Isn't it good knowing that with a State Farm agent you can worry less because someone will be personally invested in safeguarding your goals? Plus, they have the options to talk to a real person whenever a customer needs, especially when those unexpected turns come up. It's the personalized attention you can count on. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of the IC. I could just sing it. It's the Custom TV podcast and I didn't add the intro. So, as we're a professional outfit, I will add it now and right. then we'll play it. This is the home of TV news, reviews and previews. It's the Custard TV. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck dished Bruce. It's time for Luke, for Luke Gary and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! Mark it down on your diary, 30th of August, it's a Friday in 2013, and all three podcast members are here Yay. and correct. Hello! Woohoo! It never happens! It's, it's it, like, it, it, it feels like it's like the new season, in a way, of, of the Custard TV it, podcast. Well, it is, in it? a way. We're, we're all here, we've put all our bad blood aside mm. for the good of the podcast That blood listeners. fuse that we yeah. there, and, uh, you and Gary well, had, you, Gary. You, you've apologised, Luke and I have accepted it, and we'll, well talk I, 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 Basically, if, you, if you're new to the podcast, all you need to know is, I've told Gary to stay out of my patch, he says he will, and we're yep. fine again. We've well, tried to, it, yeah, we've tried to talk Gary from hunting down Miranda Hart with a sniper rifle, but it hasn't it's quite. It's very much like, like the wire <laughs> on this. Is that a bad thing then? <laughs> yeah, it's very, very much like the wire. If, I if may, we have I to may be... need to make a phone call to cancel something during this podcast. <laughs> as in, okay. as in, we we talk to each other through uh, two tin cans and a wire. That's yes. as much as we like don't the wire. Break the fourth wall, <laughs> there, Matt. One of us spends um, our time whittling little wooden things. <laughs> no okay. Rolf Harris jokes, thank you. Right. Okay, <laughs> it is the Custard TV podcast. I'm Luke. I run the website and I talk on the podcast using my voice that you're hearing now. I am joined by uh, Gary. Hello, Gary. Hello, Luke. I, I don't run a website, but I do talk with my voice. Yeah, you, you never yeah. use mine, do you? No, I try and use you're my own you... when needed. <laughs> yeah, you're quite resourceful in that way. <laughs> Look at me. And the third member and token northerner of the podcast, <laughs> it's Stoke Lad. It's Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, <laughs> Let's go over to our Graham. I think we should... Uh, congratulations to both of you, because since we last were on air, uh, Luke has turned 30. Yeah, and, and Gary is now an uncle, so yes. uh, yeah. congratulations to both of you. Yeah, a guaranteed also, new listener. And I, also, I, and I bought a microphone. 
So like, well done. <laughs> that's actually the biggest thing that to happen on the podcast that you've got in the night. For the listeners. And, uh, I must say, we're going to set a challenge now, Matt and I, for Gary, because we realised last night, Matt and I um, are the two members to be in the same room as Simon Cowell at two different occasions. You really need to start putting your finger out, Gary. Otherwise, we're going to have to get Louis Walsh on or something. Well, now, now I'm not stalking you. I could go after Cal, so... Okay, yeah. Well, perhaps, you know, is it, it's a little boy that uh, you're an yes, uncle Yes, my, my nephew. Yes, we could groom him into a kind of a, a future X-Factor contestant. Let's well, not talk saying, about, no. Let's not talk about grooming. No, we're not. Oh, sorry, yeah. Okay. What I'm saying is perhaps <laughs> when Simon Cal... Well <laughs> perhaps when Simon's baby is born, he could have a lot of your nephew's hand-me-downs. Oh, okay, Instead yeah. Of, yeah. They'd have to work quite get... quick, though, because she's pregnant at the moment, isn't she? Uh, well... <laughs> I, I'm into TV, not babies. Babies grow quite yeah. quickly, Matt. I don't know if you've noticed this. Yeah. Particularly if you put them in a baby grow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving uh, on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> if you've not heard this podcast before... Poor you. What we do is... We do... <laughs> What we do is talk about this is about about babies. (laughs) This is about as good as it gets. Tell what we do in a few weeks, haven't you? Just (laughs) what we do is we talk about people on maternity leave, and then we discuss the best, the worst on TV through uh, reviewing it, previewing it, and letting you know what you should be watching and what to look out for in the next seven days. Sorry about that. That was very unprofessional of me. Well, that's okay. This is an unprofessional podcast. That's, that's fine, as long as people know that. I can't believe we're on iTunes. Uh, anyway, um, recently... Neither can iTunes. In the last, <laughs> in the last three weeks, uh, the Edinburgh Television Festival was held in Edinburgh. And um, it's, it is... I mean, it sounds like what Comic-Con would be for you, you comic geeks. The Edinburgh Television Festival would be to us. Right. It just—it just sounds like it, you get to know people from the industry. The commissioners are all there. They get grilled. The head of programs are there. Program makers are there. And it's a big three-day, maybe four-day event that gets held every year. Sounds like we need to be there. If you see the prices for press passes, you oh, wouldn't okay. agree with that. But yeah, I, I agree. We, we should be there. Holiday next year, I think the three of us, and then we can broadcast live. Yeah. What I want—what I wanted to say though was the. From the feedback that I heard on a Guardian podcast, not that I'm bringing up anybody else's podcast on this one, mm-hmm. is that the commissioner that everybody wanted to see grilled, and there was no room inside the room. I mean, there was people standing, people just wanted to see Jay Hunt, formerly of BBC One, now of Channel 4, get grilled. Because like me, they think Jay Hunt has somewhat ruined Channel 4. As is a Cockney rhyming slang for her surname, maybe. Yeah, well, <laughs> the problem, <laughs> the problem well, with run, what, run. okay, the problem with what she's done. <laughs> oh boy, he's gone again. <laughs> the problem, <laughs> if, you, the if problem... you're play, if you're playing that drinking game, is when Luke yeah. loses it. You need to take another shot right now. <laughs> the problem with what she's done with Channel Four is that she's made it a CD channel. This a is CD the problem. Channel. A oh, CD, CD channel. Channel. Oh, okay. channel you can get on CD. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> You're not normally this funny, I don't understand. <laughs> I've been writing them down for a while. Again, another person I have met in the flesh, Jay Hunt. Um, and what I wanted to ask you two is whether you think um, she has changed Channel 4 in the short time she's been there, and whether you think the changes she has made have changed your viewpoint of whether you would watch something on Channel 4 now. How long so has she been there? She's been there for nearly a year. Okay. Matt, you go she's been first. fully Yeah, because I, I met her, I think, October, November last year, so she must have just taken over at the time then. Mm. Um, yeah. And at the time, because obviously what you're talking well, about is all, the, is all the lifestyle shows and the sort of the well, documentaries. What, 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 I, what, I think, what I think happens when a new, uh, when a new head of you know, the channel comes in, is that they have to have you know, some layover time from the previous commissions. To, yeah. to go on the air that the previous person's done. Then they start commissioning things and they go into production. I, I mean, we've they... had a couple of like decent dramas on Channel 4, uh, Utopia in January and Southcliffe more recently. Uh, Run. But... Sorry? Run. Run, yeah. Wasn't... Yeah, I said decent, Gary. Oh, um, true. I thought Run was alright. Okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, in on the whole, she has focused, as you say, on these sort of... Um, Man with a ten stone testicles and uh, sex on wheels and other sort of see as you say dogging uh, tales raunchy raunchier documentaries mm. and I know we've I think that we've talked about this off air haven't we that she's doing things that the BBC wouldn't let her do um, mm. yeah and I think I mean the document some of the documentaries like say uh, twenty four hours in A and E or the educating series which we'll talk about later on. Um, have been have been enjoyable and stuff. Yes, but the, and, what my point was like that those are all trial. things that were commissioned before her. I mean, the biggest hits on on Channel Four this year have been Twenty Four Hours in A and E, which is a third series, and The Returned, which of course mm, Jay French. Hunt had nothing to do with. Okay, so yeah, I, I agree. I think you, you're right that in terms of it, it she's trying to sort of over-sensationalise things and she needs to calm down a bit, maybe. But I, yeah, I think I think Channel 4 has lost its identity a bit. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I think it doesn't know what it wants to be. I think, as you say, Jay Hunt obviously wants to move it more towards a maybe more of a sensationalist-type mm. show, programme, sorry, you know, channel. But I think still people go there for decent documentary. Obviously, we talked about... It, it still is a place to go for some US drama... I know that's more on more for and more but but I think you know they've also bought uh, Shield, one of the big US dramas that's coming out mm. in September. Yeah, that, um, that might have been a smart and move. The, and the uh, the Masters of Sex risk. as well, isn't it? That's a yeah. Uh, one both, thing... both of those are good risks, and mm. I think the third series of Homeland will do them good business. And I know that's not Jay Hunt's decision to 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 bring in Homeland. That was the previous commissioner. But I don't know. I just I I, th I think yeah. I think Channel Four has lost its identity a bit. One thing I will say that she's done, and I've noticed this, is move the dramas up to nine o'clock, and I think that's one thing with, say, Southcliffe, Top Boy, and mm. um, The Returned. They're on at nine now, whereas, like, a couple of years ago when you had, like, Any Human Heart and that um, Israeli one that, I, that slipped my mind, The Promise. The Promise. They, yeah. they were on at ten o'clock, and it was a real... If Do you, you were watching it Top live, Boy is not a nine p.m. show, though? I I'd rather watch I rather watch Top Boy than say uh, Grand Designs or something like that at nine o'clock. I would rather watch. Mm. I'd rather have a drama on at nine and then have the documentary on at ten rather than the other way around, which it has been 
until very recently, and I think that is one thing. But yeah, on the whole, I would agree. I, I, with I would say, I on 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 average, I I feel I've watched less Channel Four this last year than the previous mm, years. I agree. I, I, I've watched specific programs, mm. but I think in general I've I've you know shied away from some of the more salubrious programs. That well, what I've noticed is that I've watched the I have only really watched and enjoyed the programs on four like Twenty Four Hours in A and E, the educating series that Matt mentioned. I've only watched them, uh, and so I've only watched things that I would only wa- I'd normally watch on Channel Four in- anyway. None of the new stuff they've yeah. brought in has been interesting. It's all been a bit crass. The scheduling of Southcliffe was, was dreadful. Yeah. Why play it on Sunday and Monday and then, I think it was Monday the following week? No, no, it, it, was, was, it was no, it's Sunday, Monday and then the two following Sundays. And that was a mess, though. And that was, be- don't know. Well, that, that was because then they could have the, two, the mill and Southcliffe finishing at the same time. But I, you know, to me that didn't make any sense. Start the mill a week early. I don't think there was anything else going up against it they couldn't have done. Something that um, the ITV um, head, um, Peter Fincham, was asked is why he stuck with Splash. Um, And Splash will be back for a second series. He also uh, announced that ITV have recommissioned uh, Vicious for a second series. Uh, that's staying where it is on ITV. However, the uh, the job lot, which was next door to it, uh, at eight nine thirty on ITV, is now going to be on ITV two. Is that Peter Fincham listening to the podcast? I think mm. it might be. P- possibly. I mean, I, I I I think I think again, ITV in converse to Channel Four knows what it's about. I think it it's it's Saturday night entertainment schedule is is kind of quite top notch. We blasted Splash when it started, but by the end of it, it had picked up a bit. And I can see perhaps why they, they might think about bringing it back for a second series. I mean, Dancing on Ice must be coming to an end soon, I would have thought. Isn't that, and actually, that might have already well, ended. Last, last one, I think, coming up in January. I don't, yeah. know if I'm, I don't know if I'm odd, but if something's bad, like uh, I Love My Country or that puppet game show... I will watch one, I won't watch another. But part of me wonders whether, and they would never admit this, but part of me wonders whether he bought Black Splash because it, it, it was one of those fails to begin with and people will think, I missed that first time round, I want to see how awful yeah, it is. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's that sort of perverse thing, yeah. Just moving on to the the sort of the uh, job lot thing you mentioned as well, the... Moving, I think it's a good move, and I, you know, I was championing the job lot a lot on this podcast, and I think we all said, didn't we, that it would sort of like it would it would improve if it was on ITV two in mm. terms of like people would. You just look felt at it. that that was the audience for it. Mm. It seemed obvious from the start. But I, also, mm. go on, sir. I was just like, I I thought it was an enjoyable sitcom, and I think it did get a lot of flack because it was paired with Vicious. Which will I think, pre- I, I think the other reason it got a lot of flack was this was what was on the following week after Broadchurch, and I yeah, think exactly, ITV exactly. had built up this huge audience and then kind of like they slapped it in the face. Dropped. They and we, literally dropped. And, and we said that there wasn't any reason why they. I mean, the Ice Cream Girls was reasonable. That could have followed Broadchurch and kept that audience. Except mm. they moved that to Friday. So again, scheduling with ITV well, was I a little scratch it, yeah, of the head. I think it was counter programming, wasn't it? It was sort yeah. of 
putting the comedies up against BBC One drama on a Monday and then putting up the drama on Friday against the comedies on BBC One. I think that's what they and, would... And, and recommissioning Vicious. Part of me wonders, now TV costs a lot to make. It's not something they just go, yeah, we'll do that. We'll, yeah. sort, we'll sort that out. But part mm. of me wonders, Vicious was so panned and so, you know, I, I wonder whether they recommissioned this because... If they were to axe it, it would be like saying to all those people, mm. you were spot on, and you were right. As you, you say, the expense of TV, this was mainly set on, you know, it's the one set, isn't it? And, and yeah. um, that obviously doesn't take a lot to film. And oh, although, I mean, there, uh, the majority of the critics panned it, there were some, like, you know, normal people who did like it and stick up for it. I remember a couple I of comments. bear normal people. A couple of I've comments under what I wrote. They liked um. the sort of is that you saying that your articles are read by normal people <laughs> I, I think the other thing that we can certainly agree on ITV have got better in drama we, you know, I know you two will be in, in, interested in the fact that Scott and Bailey's been renewed for a fourth series yeah, series four Yeah, and, and obviously we've got so. series two of Broadchurch which despite the fact of Luke's reservations everybody will be talking about and looking oh, forward to there's no doubt I'll be looking forward to it when the trailers yeah. start and when when little bits of it start coming through. As and and just looking is. down at the previews, a little bit of a, a preview for the previews, plenty of oh, uh, plenty yeah. of good drama coming up on ITV in the next mm. couple of weeks. It's like ITV's big, big like, sort of premiere week next week, isn't it? Yeah. And um, BBC One, new head, she is so young, and I'm so envious of her, uh. Charlotte Moore. She, she made her first um, public she? appearance. She's young, Matt. She must be like 30 or something. Oh God. Um, <laughs> well, that that explains my job as Channel Five commissioning editor. <laughs> I was given on my thirtieth birthday, and then you got okay. Dave Javu, didn't you? Uh, look at the impact you've made on Five. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm the new commissioner of really plus one. No, you're you're really? on yesterday. Really, <laughs> really, really. Okay, and she uh, she made her first appearance at the Edinburgh TV Festival. Uh, she said that the uh, emphasis for her BBC One or her vision for BBC One should be on great storytelling both in in drama and documentary. Now BBC One drama we have been praising for a long time. Yeah. I mean is the is it time to put to bed old uh past series like New Tricks and Silent Witness and things like that and just say that was then this is now. She has the power to do that. New Tricks is bringing in massive I would, audiences. Uh, per- as does Silent Witness in I would, I would say yes to Silent Witness, but I think with the new casting and New Tricks, I think they, uh, you know, I think they're trying to sort of refresh it in a way that without cancelling the series because the series, as you said, brings in massive numbers. Things like Silent Witness and I suppose Waking the Dead. That's finished now, hasn't it? But things Watch like gently, that, things like that, mm-hmm. you know. I would, I would finish those. Here's what I would do: is I would end one of Casualty or Holby. No, that's an interesting choice. Don't tell my mum that; she loves them both. Well, but but where? I mean, I can't tell the difference between the two of them most of the time, anyway. So I would say one of them has to go, and then then plough the money into something new. One of them's got Nigel from EastEnders, and the other one's got David Wixon. Oh, okay. Just combine them and have an EastEnders reunion. Um, the the other thing I would say is that um, I, I I think the BBC needs to I think the BBC needs to look to be a bit more edgy on its drama. I think Broadchurch caught, caught mm. them napping, and Poor whilst stuff Luke, like 
good cop, I suppose, as well. Yeah, like, like good cop stuff that's talking about. I mean, I, I we talked about murder. You know that they're recommissioning for a series. I think that's the sort of thing they should be looking at. Things that are going to get people mm. talking. I think I agree with you. Things like Silent Witness have an audience, but they're never going to grow anywhere. They're just going to stay stagnant. Um, her other, and this is the biggest ambition of any commissioner I have ever heard speak. She says she wants to make a certain series on BBC One the biggest drama in the country. Can you guess what that series might be? If EastEnders. You didn't already read it? EastEnders. Water she wants to put a lot of EastEnders is spot on. Uh, she wants to make EastEnders the biggest drama in Britain, the most talked about drama in Britain, and she's going to put a lot of her even if it even if and people are saying. Uh, most talked about is isn't it rubbish shouldn't it be cancelled well the the problem with 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 soaps is if you don't watch them mm. regardless of what's happening you're not just going to jump in you anything. need to you need to talk about that Luke because you what you're of the three of us you're the only one who watches EastEnders sort of under duress Un- under yeah. duress uh, also BBC Three's um, commissioner has promised us a brand new series of Badults uh, so if you have a gun um <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm, I'm actually... I, I take don't. This. No, don't. No, I will no, hang no, up look. on you. I will hang up on you. No, no, look. look, look. If I could just... Just let me get through the end of the sentence. A, a, an, a... Not an acquaintance, but someone I know appeared in one of the episodes as the American woman uh, who was... Uh. You know, and it showed a little bit... A glimmer of promise. Hang up on him, Louis. No, no, no. no. There was a um, glimmer... Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. I I had to get rid of him. That was for the best, better of the podcast. That was for the better of the podcast. He needs to know that he's done wrong there. Um, Matt, are you alright? I I, I had to then. I hope you don't feel bad. He hung up on me as well. Yeah, well, that was a consequence. (laughs) But he he needs to I hate adults too. Okay, <laughs> okay. Just I need to know where you stand on the whole balance thing. So yeah, that's coming back uh, to BBC Three for a second series. I mean, some would say he's sticking by it. Others would say, why did you commission it in the first and, place? And Gary, uh, have you learned your I, lesson? And I also have to mention that he has also recommissioned some girls and just get the some girls. Oh, in there. God, Gary, are you, have you learned your lesson? No, but I won't mention the B word again. Da, da, don't say it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is um, oh, it's coming back for a second. Um, speaking of BBC One drama, we've all seen what remains. There's even yes. an interview on the website now with writer Tony Baskell. You need to listen to it. It's very interesting. It's even got me on it. Um, <laughs> so there's a the reason. So, so uh, some, start, some bad bits. I sort of know how Matt feels, and we'll get to Matt in a minute. I've had no idea of your opinions on this, Gary. Um, so, what do you think of Ep 1 of What Remains? Um, I didn't think I'd like it, uh, but I really did. Um, the only thing I would say is that, is it David, it's David Threlfall, it's not David Threlfall, is it? It's, um... It is, yeah. the one yeah. name you get yeah. right and you don't, you don't think right. it is. Yeah. I was second-guessing myself. David <laughs> Threlfall is good, but I think just so dour in his appearance mm, that it just mm. really kind of and, and obviously you know the idea of the fact that he retires in episode one does make me wonder where the rest of the series is going well there's only four in there's total. only four but obviously for yeah. him to retire in episode one 
really does make you wonder where where this is going to head. But I really liked it. You've got a real good snapshot of all the strange characters and the strange interactions. This whole idea that somebody could die without having a a, a digital identity was very modern and very current. Um, I I really liked it. I thought the acting was superb, and you know I mm. I, I, I thought I, the writing was, was spot on. Um, yeah. Ratings-wise, it was sadly beaten by Vero, which is uh. again... Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions, and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing! Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off, and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be! Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm. Doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. One of those ITV shows. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry to cut in, but I'm going to cut in. They have just announced the first celebrity for Strictly Come Dancing oh. Male. Go on then. Go on then. Go for Tony Jacklin. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Who? Yeah. Uh, so as I was saying, what, what remains was suddenly beaten by me. Oh, is it Tony Jacklin or is it Gary? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna clue. Uh, what remains was uh, suddenly beaten by Vera. What did you think, Matt? What a Vera? <laughs> no, uh, what remains? Well, let's just say first, Vera is ITV's uh, cure for insomnia. Uh, what <laughs> remains, meanwhile, I thought was brilliant. I, d I, I described it in the review that I wrote for the website, which which is up now. Uh, you can it, see it now. as sort of almost like a haunted house drama because the way that. Yeah. Um, the, mm. the the camera zooms around the darkness of it. Um, the direction... I love the way it does the height of the house mm. Mm. and the way I mean you, you get to see like for example when it went into the the uh, lesbians flat and it sort of panned around all the pictures and mm. that sort of comes into it. I've watched episode two today and that gets cemented again too. in this in episode two. I think as well you get to learn. He doesn't give you Tony. He doesn't give you all the information straight away about all the characters you get bits and bobs but you have to work out and that's great because i mean like you didn't get a lot from the the other uh, the victoria hamilton character was hardly in it the uh, alex arnold character was hardly in the first one and you get mm. to learn you know you fill in the gaps a bit more as you go on and you and you learn more i mean they do that thing that luke sometimes hates of flashing back to the yes but to... i like it because it's only at the mm. end normally so i, I, I thought that was a bit weird though i must admit that mm. was probably the only part of the episode that i thought although didn't quite fit in. in luke in ep 2 they do it quite a lot don't they yeah i saw ep 2 but again i sort of don't mind it yeah. because at least it's giving you clues as it's to what's it's going fill, on. as i say it's filling in the blanks it fills to... in gaps is, mm. is this a small who done it and in which case shall i lay out my i think i think i know who done it line Go on then. You Gary. can do. Well, you can spoil it this early if you yeah, wish. Yeah. Well, I I have two suspects. One is the son of the bloke who lives on the ground floor, mm -hmm. who opened Steve the door, who opened the door and said, it, "What of it, pig?" Who who was mm -hmm. also on Vera at exactly the same time that that uh, yeah, living or, in the same flat, bizarrely. Or Luther's wife's lesbian lover. 
Victoria Hamilton. There's a sentence I never thought we'd hear on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm mixing up my toes in saying Indira Varma. A lot of alliteration in that sentence as well. I really appreciate that. was great. It's a wonderfully tense piece of drama, and it is almost the antidote to Vera, where everything plods along and it's very mm, you know, jovial and predictable. What Remains has a great atmosphere about it. I really enjoy the atmosphere. The characters, I did say this to Tony in the interview, the character, there's not a likable one in the bunch, and that you know, can't be... The woman? Ap- apart from David... No, she's apart, the only yeah, one that I do David like. Apart from David as well. Did um, you... I, I no, didn't I like to him I, okay, for a while, okay. actually. I liked uh, Russell Toby's character up to that bit where he bullied his former maths teacher. Yes, he gets a little bit older in it he too, does. as well. He does. Yeah. He, he gets a bit strange. Uh, so, yeah, what remains? But that's what remains. And if you haven't seen it, catch up on iPlayer. It's on Sundays at 9, uh, opposite Vera on Luke, BBC. Can I do Please it? watch it. Can I do a Go link on. between what remains in the next program? Hello? Go on then. Okay. I the so, um, well, I was going to go back to the top of the of the list that we've got. Don't give away the magic of the okay. podcast. Okay. Um, the the director of uh, what remains is the s- sibling of uh, Mel, of Mel and Sue, who presents oh, the Baker. Oh, do you know what I thought? You I are thought joking. the names were similar, <laughs> but I didn't know if it was. That's very clever. There you go. Well, well done. Um, yeah, I am talking about the great... Well, no, I didn't. Matt did. Matt's talking about the great British, British Bake, Bake Off. Off. BBC Two yes. is doing wonderfully ratings-wise on a Tuesday yeah. night. Uh, Matt's seen... Have you seen the previous three series, or where did yeah, you start? Uh, I, I watched some of one, but and then did from two, I watched it sort of, you know, every week. I think, shall I, shall I sort of introduce this? Because you were both sort of novices to it. Well, the reason I wanted to say something was because Gary and I are both first-time viewers to a full mm-hmm. series of The Bake Off. I know Gary enjoyed the Comet Relief editions earlier in the year. Yeah. And I still don't know, and maybe Gary can shed some light on it, I still don't know why I enjoy this quite as much as I do. I have no idea I, 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 I like I, it. I can tell you why I enjoy it. And there are three reasons. Number one, Mel and Sue. Been a fan That's of theirs ever since they did... I must admit, they are fantastic. ...years ago. Oh, yeah, um, I love yeah. that. So their interactions and their comedy is spot on. Number two, I like the little history bits. I don't know why, oh. but... Kind of... Oh, I whizzed no, through them. You've no. lost no, me, but, you've lost but, me. But, but, but I think that's kind of like... That's what means it's BBC Two. Not only are yeah. they going to entertain you, they're going to educate you. And the third thing is, and I'm not going to lie about it, I blooming love cake, me. <laughs> <laughs> no. You wouldn't know it to look at you. But, <laughs> no, it's um... right. <laughs> so, there um... you are. There are the three reasons I watch the program. But yeah, I do, I'd agree with you that Mel and Sue are just perfect at this. You know, they, they have that relationship with um, the judges and with the contestants. Yeah. And, you know, they, they genuinely like all of them. And I, I know in this last episode where um, Sue Perkins put her elbow in one of the cakes. Oh, brilliant. And, and not only brilliant. did she apologise, but she apologised to Paul on his behalf. Yeah. So, and, and you, hilarious. Luke thinks there's some unresolved sexual tension between Sue and Paul Hollywood, don't you? <laughs> well, yeah, there's something there. The fact that uh, she's openly gay might be a problem, though. No, no, there's something there. But, uh, I think, having oh. thought about it now while you were talking, I think the fact that nobody on it takes either themselves or the show no. too seriously. There's no 
you know, made-up drama, no dramatic music, it's not MasterChef, it's not The Apprentice. It is literally a lot of people in a tent sort I of enjoying themselves. I was very surprised by the fact that I wasn't bothered by the fact that there was 13 contestants. Mm. And actually, I mm. thought I would be. I'd be like, oh... That, you know, that's it's just the only thing team, they've but... changed. They haven't done anything. And, and you're right as well that they haven't got a voiceover. It's Mel and Sue voicing it yeah, over. Yeah. That's what I like. Mm. I and, but also... It, go on. Can I just say, and I will let, I'm going to let Matt speak in a second. Gary, do yeah. you feel that there were six... I think there were 12 or 16 episodes of this. No, there do were 10. Do you think... Ten. There t- okay, 10. <laughs> do you think it's going to get repetitive once they've done dessert this week? Um, Possibly, but... That's I'm my not, worry. Uh, yeah, but I think I think they will change things. I think, like... I think at the moment, I certainly can see why people think Celebrity MasterChef is repetitive because it is very much the same format each week. Yeah. I don't know, Bake Off? I'll have to see. I, 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 come back to me after week six and we'll find out. I don't think it gets, as someone who's watched it before, I don't, I've never felt it gets repetitive. And they do do, you are, every week you are surprised and you go, oh yeah, they haven't done that yet. Um, <laughs> and like... <laughs> You know, is that what people say around the country? Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. And I just, I think different types of cake. Yeah, to and I think it's just, it is just very British, and there is a reason it bombed in America due to like the hosts and the fact that there just isn't that drama. There's just a nice sort of camaraderie between the contestants. There's no hatefulness. It's just very there's nice. No sp- there's no spitefulness no, about no, it, is no. there? No. I, I enjoy that. Okay. We've got 15 minutes left. That's the bake-off. That's Tuesday night. <laughs> it is 8 o'clock, and it, it is proving that people hey. do watch live television 8 on a bit Tuesday of, bit night. Bit of a pun there. Without proving. Real, yeah. Yeah, without realising it. I'll rise to the next bit. Uh. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking about a touch of cloth. Um, Gary and I had a brief conversation before we started the podcast about this. Basically, because you may not have even known it was on on Sunday. Yeah, Sky didn't do a a particularly big sell on this like they did for the first episode, uh, for the first series. And uh, putting it on over the bank holiday weekend and not putting it on two consecutive nights, I think, was a big scheduling error. They did that last year, didn't they? They put it on over two consecutive nights on bank holiday. They should have. Yeah, and this is what they should have done this year. They should have repeated that. Hmm. I don't um, know. For me, the, the, this particular first part, which was called Undercover Cloth, I don't know. It just didn't feel as funny, didn't feel no. as witty, didn't feel as well written. Felt like it relied a little bit too much on the on the visual gags rather than the the sensible, you know, the the, the kind of silly humour of the first series. I don't know, and, and I just I, I don't know, just didn't. What, I don't know, just didn't like what it. What I much. will say, and I said this to Luke as well when we were having a conversation about it, is that the plot isn't as well written. Because obviously, I mean, I like some of the gags, I still laugh through it, but if you're going to, you know, in a spoof, you're still doing it as if it was like a normal drama. And I don't yeah. think the story is as strong as it was last year. And they actually did make several jokes about the writers not knowing not where it was going. And I think, you know, that's, I think for me, that was the issue was the story just just wasn't as as tight as it was last year and there's that sort of silly subplot about the uh you know the uh saran jones character yeah. i oh, find that love, irritating i'd mm. love to know how much more involvement charlie brooker has had this year did he did he basically write more of the first or more of the second because uh, i i don't know i i I don't see his influence really there's a lot of writers credited isn't there? there's like five or yeah six 
I wonder whether they've taken these characters and this idea and allowed mm. the Americanizing of, of, of a team of writers to work on it rather than just Charlie Brooker and his other, you know, his other writer. They've also already shot the third one, but no news yet as far as when that's going to come. I just think the bits I liked about it were the throwbacks from the first series, mm. and and I didn't I didn't need all the Arnold Man jokes. I didn't even I really liked Julian Julian Ryland Touch character last year, uh, but I didn't like him this year. I didn't think and, it would be. And I, I like all. I didn't like the introduction of the new mayor, the female mayor. Cap yeah, mayor that's candidate. what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, no. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's Touch of Cloth. You can catch up now if you've got Sky. Uh, it's on demand, or you can uh, just not bother. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. It's up to you, really. Um, we've got time. Um, so I, I said I would indulge Matt. Um, on what? What are you indulging? Let, let, let's talk about Don't Tell the Bride. Yes, because that's, that's, that's in my neck of the woods, my manor, as they say, down yeah. south. Uh, yeah, so Don't Tell the Bride, uh, this, is the, this was the first episode, which was uh, a week, not this Tuesday, the Tuesday before. And it, no, it, it was it, the Tuesday before that, actually, because we're now on, uh, this Tuesday's just gone that's what the I third me- episode. So, that's what I meant. <laughs> No, this Tuesday Don't just me hang up on you, Matt. No, this Tuesday <laughs> just gone was Ep two, wasn't it? No, Ep three was just on. No, 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 no. no yes, no. it was. Yes, it was. Any no, chance you two could move this on? Okay. Uh, even Gary, I tell you what, you need to do. Go on the Radio Luke, Times website. Luke's wrong. And find out. It, no, episode I'm not. Episode three is this Tuesday. Anyway. No, uh, it's not. <laughs> moving on. Uh, right. They've had. Let me go on. The first episode of Don't Tell the Bride, which was not this Tuesday, but the Tuesday before. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> so it, it was set in uh, Stoke City, right. uh, in, my, in my manner of Stoke. Uh, right. There was a guy... Yeah, go on then, Luke. Come on. Okay, now this you is wasting on. loads of time. A uh, uh, guy called Levi, who was a, did not like him at all, uh, and his, his lovely fiance Jade, he decided, right. I know, I'm going to uh, plan this whole wedding... Uh, and set it at Stoke City. Oh, damn it, you're right. <laughs> oh, what was that, Luke? Damn it. Let everyone hear it. Matt was right. But <laughs> there will be a third ep and it will be on television. Uh, yeah, so uh, what did you think of this, Luke, as you said uh, about well, Levi and, I, it, and, his made... and his horrendous looking mother? I've made the jokes already that this guy was clearly from Stoke, meaning he was clearly also from 1996. It was... I mean, you don't watch Don't Tell the Bride particularly because you like the people, and that's lucky because I really couldn't care less about Levi or uh, or his his girlfriend Jade. or wife-to-be, Jade. But I, I, just, I just find Don't Tell the Bride... We were talking about Will the Bake Off get repetitive. It's worth saying that it, we're now in Series 7 of Don't Tell the Bride, and the idea is, is still exactly I love the same. It. I, I, and I still it makes love me it. laugh. I still love time. it a lot. And the, and the and this Tuesday's just gone where we had the week-long stag doing Las Vegas You mean well. the, the third one? Yes. The, the, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I, so can don't, I just don't tell say the bride as well that every single week mm. we watch it and go, this is the worst one ever. Yeah. Every single week. Although that's th- how this, this coming, the, the third episode coming this Tuesday uh, is an alien-themed UFO one, so I think... Might well, be the worst one All the bridesmaids wearing green makeup. Shall I whip through the previews? Uh, well, we'll whip them together. Don't leave Gary and I on the side. 
Oh, okay. Uh, let's start then. Uh, ITV Saturday night lineup. Uh, sort of sandwiching the Ooh. X Factor. We've got. Steph- I think, can we just very briefly talk about what you get you and Gary think of the X Factor changes? Uh, just very quickly, because this will be the last time we can talk about it before it's on on Saturday. Uh, and the changes uh, are very quickly. Very quickly, uh, the audition rooms are back. The audition rooms. I like um, that. But let me tell you a cool thing about the rooms. You know, outside the room, Dermot is stood in front of a big television screen with friends and family, so you can see inside the room. And everyone waiting to audition can also see inside the room. So that makes for for interesting telly quite often. That's a good twist. I like um, that. And then and then on Sunday nights. The people who got through at the audition room stage then go on to the, what we've known for a while now, the audition on stage in front of the big audience. Arena, sort of isn't it? I think they're Arena that. is how they rephrase it, yeah. Sort of having seen excerpts of 1 and 2, uh, Saturday and Sundays, sort of makes me feel like the arena is sort of surplus to requirements. And then sounds, on boot- sounds to me like they're almost kind of trying to copy the voices way of whittling them down stage by stage. Well, also, the boot camp gets interesting because the, we already know what categories each of the four judges have. Uh, and in boot camp, they have six white chairs on the stage and the judges pick their six there and then. However, if some, no one is safe on their chair until everyone in that category has sung. So if Sharon prefers someone else in her category and there's only six chairs, she's got to get rid of someone she's already picked. Okay. It's just going to lead so, to Louis Walsh fumbling around a lot. It's going to be interesting, and I think it's going to... Yeah, it, we'll have to see. We'll talk about it, obviously, more next week when we've all seen and it. I and I shan't give anything away other than please, please look out for Phil with an F. Okay. Uh, sort of the two pieces of bread in the uh, X-Factor sandwich. Uh, stepping out, 6.30 on Saturday, is a new uh, dancing show. Different from Strictly in that the celebrities on there are dancing with their actual partners. So you've got uh, Denise Welsh, one of JLS, Brian McFadden and others uh, dancing with their, you know, their wives, husbands, uh, partners or what have you. That's on. And then after X Factor, uh, we heard Gary exclaim. He did not realise this till recently. Through the keyhole featuring Keith Lemon. I think it's 9.20 rather than 9 o'clock. Well, um, that's okay, because I'll be avoiding ITV okay. after the X Factor finishes, Okay, so, so uh, and basically it's Keith Lemon in both the David Frost and Lloyd Grossman role, so he's hosting oh, and rifling through awful. the... Uh, and just also, if awful. Keith Lemon wasn't enough to put you off, Dave Berry will also be on it every week as the regular oh, panellist. Uh, moving to bye Monday, bye. ITV 9 o'clock, uh, it is the return of Doc Martin for a sixth series. I believe Unbelievable, this is... Unbelievable, that. Uh, yeah, he, you're absolutely right. Sixth he, series. He, uh, this time, is getting married, I believe. is The first episode is his wedding. That is the idea, yes. Mm. Okay. Uh, also, 9 o'clock on Monday on BBC3, The Insider. This is another show where young people are going for a job interview. But with a twist... As we saw, like with the, with the intern, this time uh, the person doing the interview is one of the pe- is pretending to be one of the candidates, and the candidates spend time together, getting to know each other, not knowing that one of their number is a um, a mole, if, as it were. If done right, this could be good. Mm. And I tell you what else, I'm I will watch it simply because there are only four eps of it. Yeah. Four eps. So it's, so there's not, it's not like there's 12 Look or 14. Look at you saying Eps. 
Not I know, I've been around TV season. people yesterday. Uh, That's uh, actually, I have to say it because we're so short of time. The the uh, the thing uh, Gary, I think, will be looking forward to the most uh, next week is the return of the newsroom on Sky Atlantic at, uh, again, Monday night at 9 o'clock. Uh, in, in one sentence, Gary, how excited are we? Extremely very, 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 very. Okay, and I believe as well, House of Lies, I think, is on after that on Sky Atlantic. That's true, yeah, I did. On that night, okay. Uh, moving on, something me and Luke have already seen the first episode of is uh, Series 2 of Bad Education, which actually everyone can see at the moment. It's on it's, iPlayer, isn't it's, it? It's Get the it on first, iPlayer, yeah. It's the first uh, of this new sort of generation of comedies that will be showing a week before they come on the on the tally. Uh, also, edu- there's a lot of Bad Education coverage from my set visit yes. back in May on the site now, if you want to take a look. And Obviously, yeah, that's ten o'clock on Tuesday. Obviously, we see we saw the first series, Jack Whitehall writes and stars as a really rubbish teacher. Everyone who was in the first series returned, and my favourite gag was the one about Splash. Uh, it is on good. To... It is good. Oh, apart from the the uh, the Ku Klux Klan one as well, which was which made that it. was also good. Uh, White Whitechapel is back as well next week. Uh, ITV on Wednesday at nine. Uh, this is the fourth series of Whitechapel. Uh, Luke, have you seen a little bit of this already? I do you know why I haven't? It's because my it's so dark I couldn't actually see it on okay, my computer okay. screen. Uh, but I am a yeah. fan of Whitechapel. It's completely I'll bonkers. Get Luke a lamp, I think. It knows it's bonkers. It's, it revels in it. And Rupert Penry Jones and Phil Davis are fantastic. If you haven't seen it, give it a go. Thursday revels. I'm hungry. Thursday <laughs> night. It has got sort of a school theme to it. We have the the return of the ninth series of Waterloo Road. Now, if you can. Amazing. Uh, now, now we've added um, Angus Deaton. Angus Deaton, and also the the new head is Jane Beale, Ian's yeah. wife. EastEnders. That's on at 8, and then you can switch over to Channel 4 at 9 o'clock to see a show uh, Educating Yorkshire, which I was lucky enough to go to the, uh, the screening of. Um, basically, if you saw Educating Essex, it's the same directors, it's the same format, but this time the story is, it's at a school in Dewsbury in, in Yorkshire, and the head here has only been the head for 18 months. He's a new head, and he wants to turn the image of the school around from being somewhere where people... The previews want... on Channel 4 yeah. have been excellent, and they and make someone want to wants to spend their, send their kids there. I mean, I could talk about it for 90 ages. 90 seconds, and, I'm okay, sorry to I won't you. talk about it for ages, but I met some of the teachers, it was a lovely time, and I ate a lot of sweets. Uh, <laughs> and the sausage roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good screening and it was an actual school okay also nine o'clock thursday itv lots of drama next week this is unmissable this, this is unmissable this one is uh drama of the week in the radio times luke obviously and in my it. life as well uh the guilty, the guilty with uh tamsin tasmin whatever her name is greg from quicker Black than Books, this Matt. and Catherine kelly and it's about uh, is it a, a child that's that went it's about a missing boy in two in 2008 and in 2012 i'm so sorry to cut you off do watch the guilty it's fantastic want to get in touch with us on twitter you can gary what are you at the gary show matt what are you at matt's tv bites gary what am i at luke custard tv matt when are we back uh i don't know <laughs> gary uh, what do you say to that Face- nothing. Uh, hang on facebook, <laughs> facebook as well facebook oh, facebook slash 
the, the Custard TV, the that is very important, or you can join on the actual site, the Custard TV, by clicking the little... Or, or Z-Box. Uh, or Z-Box as well, yeah, the Custard or TV on Z-Box. Send us a carrier pigeon. You can also download this podcast you can from iTunes as well, and of course from the website, thecustardtv.com. Thank you and goodbye. We'll goodbye. be back next time to bye. talk about the X Factor, the guilty and educating Yorkshire. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as. As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.